welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm chatting about how to incorporate Ayurveda into your life. Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I'll bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. First, let's chat about my summer workout series. So let's be real. Summer can be super crazy in a chaotic season. So between, you know, getting kids home from school, running them to activities, doing your own work, trying to run a household, it can be magical chaos. So what we don't have time for, figuring out what our workouts are going to look like. So, I mean, even as a fitness professional myself, like I like to have someone else take the reins every once in a while because I just want to take one thing off my plate. That is why I created the summer workout series, so I can take that off your plate for you this summer. I want to help you guys stay consistent and fight boredom and avoid getting confused about what workout to do or what to be following this summer. All you have to do is download this workouts. It's 21 workouts. It's body weight and um, dumbbells, and you can do it from the comforts of your own home. And so I have get, created workout calendars along with these workouts so you know exactly what to do, and all of them are 20 to 30 minutes in length, and they're HIIT-inspired, so they're cardio and they're strength. And so if you guys are looking for um, a program that's really all-encompassing of everything that you might need in terms of strength, cardio, and a little bit of yoga because I'm a yogi, this is the program for you. So head over to andreaclausen.com backslash summer workouts to check out that program. All right. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. So first, let's define Ayurveda. In case you're new to the podcast um, and maybe you're just new to Ayurveda and you don't know what it is or maybe you've heard of it, but you don't know exactly what it is. So it literally translate to, translates to the wisdom of life or science of life kind of depends on what translation you look at, but I like to use wisdom because I think so much of what Ayurveda is, it's about tuning into ourselves and it's such a vast system. I mean, you're truly never a master of Ayurveda. I mean, there's, it's just so vast. It's, it's much like our Western science where we have the biology, we have anatomy, chemistry. Um, what are some other ones? <laughs> Whatever else you guys can think of. Um, those are so many different facets of it. And, you know, just even in school, you might remember we had a biology teacher, might have been different than our chemistry teacher. And it's just because there are just so many different areas. And usually you choose to focus in on one area or maybe a few different areas. So I'm going to give you a few of the names of some of the areas that there are in Ayurveda. So there's nutrition, there's fitness, there's nature, herbs, self-care, massage, mudras, and that's just to naming a few. I mean, there's just so many. So usually you gravitate towards, you know, one of those. And even me just naming off a few, you might be like, oh, I'm really interested in knowing more about mudras. Um, and there's actually Indu Aru. Uh, she is, I think she's local to Minneapolis, but she, I just had her as a guest teacher on um, one of my Ayurvedic schools this week. And I really, really loved her teachings about mudras. So if you're like, I want to know more about mudras, she has a beautiful book. Um, I'll share more about it once I get it because I just ordered it. But I really was fascinated by learning more about them after um, she kind of introduced them and really taught us about them. So I really want to share more about those once I've learned more personally. But like, those are just one little area of Ayurveda. It's just so vast. So I want to share with you guys areas that I know have worked for myself that I recommend to clients that I think um, are just a little bit more, um, I just think common in nature, you know, because nutrition, 
How is that not common? It's everywhere. We have to eat. So I want to start there. So some basic backbone principles of Ayurveda's nutrition. We want to eat early, lighter dinners. So I've talked about this all the time. Uh, This is like my number one go-to thing with clients is early, lighter dinners. What time are you done eating? You know, and really think about that. You know, are there days where you're like, oh man, it's eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Well, we don't have enough time to digest our food then before we go to bed. So ideally we're going to bed by 10. And so if we're turning around and, um, you know, going to bed on a full stomach, you know, that's why we sometimes can't sleep well at night because we're still digesting our food. And it's also said that we're not only digesting our food, but we're also digesting emotions or unprocessed emotions. And so sometimes when people are having trouble sleeping, it's not only the food, it could also be the emotions or stuff in our life that we didn't process. So a lot of the times I notice uh, myself, if I do wake up, you know, between um, 10 and 2 is the pitta time of day. And so pitta tends to be like any like go, 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 push related mentality. So usually it's a work related thing if you're waking up between 10 and 2. If you're waking up between 2 and 6, which usually is the most common, that's vata related. And vata is that more sporadic energy. And so that's usually where something in your life, um, you might have something that you're like, oh, that's what it is. It's that, that just kind of feeling that, you know, maybe it's a work decision. Maybe it's a life decision, a family decision, but it's something that just keeps popping up. And usually that will, you won't necessarily know when you wake up, but you just look at your clock. You're like, oh, it's 3.30 again. And it's that unprocessed emotion of something is making you keep waking up. So that, that's just a little sidebar, but that's something to pay attention to. So that's why we want to do those early, later dinners. And we will have time then to process after we have our dinner. And so if you notice yourself waking up between 2 and 6, that is means maybe you should grab that journal before you go to bed and start writing. So start writing out what's coming up for you. And I think that might help with that 3 o'clock wake up because something in your life is making you keep waking up. And you maybe unconsciously or consciously know what that is. So just kind of paying attention to that. All right, the next nutrition, eating with the seasons and eating locally. Um, This one is also huge. So really paying attention to what is in season, what are at my farmer's market, and going to a farmer's market, because that's really the best place. Um, If you don't have farmer's markets near you, uh, just going to the grocery store and really paying attention to, okay, what, what is in season? They have these great wheels on Etsy that I have found, and you can actually um, order it depending on what part of the country you live in. And um, in the U.S., I'm not sure about internationally if they have those wheels, but I know in the U.S. they have them. Um, You could do Midwest, you know, Northeast, Southeast, um, the West Coast, and they have... um, where you can put spring and it will show you all the fruits and vegetables that are in season in your area. So I thought that was kind of cool. So if you're really like, hey, where do I start with that? I would suggest getting that wheel. And again, it's on Etsy. I would just, I would say search for um, seasonal food wheel. Um, And I want to say it was around 30 bucks. So if it's something that you're like, hey, this is something I really want to do, that might be a great start. You can always just Google. So if you Google what's local and seasonal, you will find stuff. So that's another way as well. Now the next one, (laughs) might be controversial. Maybe you have, uh, you use this tool in your kitchen, maybe not, but we suggest not using a microwave. Um, many, many reasons why I personally, again, I don't like this, the new house that we moved into in um, December, last December, 
it has a microwave. My old house, once ours died, I never got a new one. And so I really, I mean, I rarely use it. My husband rarely uses it now, um, which I find is a huge win. So I mostly, we heat things up over the stove. And the reason that microwave, because we're killing off kind of the prana or the energy of the food. And stay with me. I, when I first heard this, I was like, what? But then you think about it, food, like if we're having real food from the garden, so I have a big garden. And so once food comes up there, if I'm throwing it in the microwave, I'm just killing off of that. I mean, it's alive. Like it grew. Like it's, I can see it growing right now and the seeds are coming. Like that is life. There is life there. And so sometimes we don't really associate our food with life because we're so used to maybe getting stuff out of a box. And so we don't notice that there isn't a ton of prana or energy in that food because we're just grabbing a granola bar or grabbing popcorn or making pancakes, you know, something like that. Whereas if we're having those fruits and vegetables, you'll notice this actually is a life force. And so when I put it in the microwave, I'm killing off any of that good life force and that energy that came with the food. And so that's why we don't want to use that, you know, on top of studies, just showing that microwaves, the, you know, radiation from it, it is not great for you. And, um, you know, my parents, actually, my mom said she stopped using hers for a little bit. They still do. Cause I think they got a new one, but they stopped because she said, yeah, I mean, it started mess the radiation from the microwave that, um, this frequency, it would mess with the radio and it was close to it. And so she said, every time they turned the microwave on, the radio would go funny. And then the microwave got even worse. And then it started like sparking. And I mean, it was just crazy and it would still run and heat things. But my mom was like, this can't be good for us. Just watching some of the stuff that was happening. And there was no door on it at one point and it was still working and it was just not great. So just, you know, kind of just doing a deep dive into it and just noticing what your habit is like with a microwave and, um, you know, maybe seeing if there is a different way. And let me tell you, it really doesn't take that much longer to cook food on the stove or in the oven versus in the microwave. So, I mean, just a little bit of pre-planning there and that's, you're good to go. So then on to the next one. Well, what about leftovers? How do you reheat those? Same thing, stove and in the oven. And I don't do a ton of leftovers. So for leftovers is not, is something that if you're going to be like truly strictly following it, um, they don't do leftovers at all. Now for me, I found like, I'm not, I don't want to cook. I don't want to cook every day. So I might make um, something where I'm going to eat it the next day. I typically won't go for two days, uh, for sure not three days. So, and I think that's standard for most people. We don't want to be eating leftovers for three, four days anyway. We just, the food just doesn't taste as good. And that's why, again, it loses the energy. It loses the prana. Um, it's really just kind of deadened the food. And so, you know, trying to eat maybe that next day or maybe two days, but not, not any more than that. So again, paying attention to that. And then the last one, the most important one, what, but I really do find that this one, you do need some framework around it before you get into it, listening to what your body wants and craves. Because I find a lot of the times we can be so disconnected from our bodies that we don't know what, what our body wants. And so that's where we, you know, we crave those diets or we crave someone to tell us what to do because we don't know what we want and what, what is good for us anymore. So I would challenge you to really pay attention. And how you would start doing this is make a meal with um, a different type of bean. So let's say black beans. Let's make a meal with black beans in it. And, um, you know, maybe it's with, let's make one of my favorites. It's um, coconut milk, quinoa, and black beans. And then you season it with a little bit of garlic and you cook it in some vegetable broth. And that's like 20 minutes on the stove. And then you can add whatever spices you want as well. So just noticing, how did that feel? You know, and if you're like, okay, I felt really good. Great. Maybe you start to notice, oh, the black beans don't sit well with me. 
well, let's try a different bean. Let's try a garbanzo bean. So next time maybe you cook it with garbanzo beans, you know, and then maybe it's kidney beans. And that's how you explore. You keep recipes the same, but you maybe substitute out one ingredient to notice. So for me, I've noticed that green lentils don't sit well with me. Red lentils are completely fine. How would I have noticed this? I, I wouldn't have, but I started cooking soups and I noticed, oh wow, this green lentil makes me feel just ugh. But the red lentil, I was my body completely was fine with. And those are the little subtle things that when we start to slow down and just start to pay attention, our bodies are talking to us. And after our first burp at the table, and we all do it, a slight burp, or if maybe you might go the other way and you might have gas, um, that means your body is full, you're done. So that is something to pay attention to as well, is that first burp, that first um, gas is when yep, your stomach is saying, we're all done. Don't push past this. So that's another little side bit. So those are some great tips for nutrition. Now onto my next kind of area is fitness. So listening to our body, that's the number one thing. That's what I tell everyone, <laughs> listen to your body. And um, how can, again, it's the same thing as nutrition. How do we get there when we are so disconnected maybe from what our bodies feel? And um, if our bodies don't ever feel good, how do we know it feels good? Uh, starting with walking, that's really where you should start. Start walking every day, go outside and walk. Um, that's something I do really daily. I try to go out for an hour walk every day outside, anytime that it's nice. You know, even in warmer temperatures, I try to find a trail. It's got a lot of shade and um, it's usually not quite as, you know, strong with the heat. So really just trying to do that and then go from there. Just notice, okay, what else would my body crave? Oh, maybe a yoga class might sound great. Okay, maybe I do want to start lifting weights because that's really good for me. And uh, in Ayurveda, you should be moving your body every day and you should be getting outside and moving your body like in intense ways. So they're not against like a good, strong HIIT workout. It's all in balance. And so that's why I love to do HIIT workouts and teach people, um, you know, hey, three a week is great. Maybe it's only two for you though. So just noticing that. So I really like to, um, you know, kind of toss that in your court and play with it. Start experimenting. And again, if you're like, I have no idea what a good workout program would look like, uh, so total side note, but really try the summer workout series that I created. Like that's why I created it. It's for people who don't know what to do, but they know they need to do something. I have videos in there and everything. Um, cause that's what I find is the number one thing when people come to me is they don't know what to do and they don't, you know, like following another random exercise or workout plan that they see on online or on Pinterest. Um, that's not necessarily going to get you results and, you don't even know if it's good or not. So following someone from a professional who's done it and understands, I would highly recommend that, um, you know, just so you can kind of get your foot in the door and just understand what, what a good program even looks like. And so you can then take it from there and say, wow, I really liked these exercises or, oh, I loved 20 minutes, but 30 minutes got to be too long for me. That is all about tuning in and just noticing those subtle things. Okay. So switching gears from fitness, as you can see, I got passionate about that one. <laughs> Let's switch into seasonal living. I also love this. Noticing the season changes. That's, I think, step one. Like right now, we are, I'm, we're going to be approaching a 90 degree weekend. Like we basically went right from winter because almost a month ago we were in, I don't know, 16 to 20 inches of snow, depending on where you were in Minnesota. And now we're hitting 90 degrees like a month later, a month later. 
That's crazy. You know, so we basically went from winter to maybe a week of spring and then right into like a summer, summer temperatures. So those are all things that our bodies need to pick up on and notice because it affects us. I got sick. Like I never get sick, like throw up sick. I cannot tell you the last time I got sick this week. And, um, you know, then there's my Ayurvedic side is like, okay, why? Well, three of my clients had the same thing It's a very quick 24 hour bug, but my Ojas in Ayurveda, that's kind of, um, like you're, are you getting enough sleep? Are you resting? Are you doing those little things to keep yourself strong? I'm like, okay, well, I wasn't, you know, I did stay up a little too, too late because when it's lighter out, I like to stay up a little bit later and then I'm still getting up early. So then, you know, there was that plus technically we're still in spring, which spring it's still that time where colds and those nasty little bugs can come up and get you if you're not expecting it. And so boom, it happened. And so those are all those little seasonal things that we need to pay attention to because stuff like that can happen. And, um, I, that's why I love doing the spring and fall detoxes. And this spring, my, our detox, the one I ran, it was just, it was not, it was not a great spring in terms of weather wise for the detox, like ever, because we didn't really have a good hearty spring here. And, um, that made a difference. Like I noticed it in my body and clearly my body got sick because it just, it was, it wasn't that transition. Um, and so noticing those little things, subtle things make a difference because the subtle things can turn into the gross things. And by gross, I mean, large, vast, um, because we don't pay attention to those little, little pokes like, Hey, you need to slow down. Hey, you need to slow down. And then all of a sudden it slaps you like, okay, we're just going to make you slow down then. And those are the things that, um, if we don't recognize our routines like that, that's what happens. So, um, adjusting your routines accordingly to the season and then maybe, um, reorganizing. So it's a great time to kind of go into the house and just notice, okay, what needs to be cleaned, change out my summer winter clothes and just really, you know, get yourself organized again. Those seasonal times can be a great time to do this. Um, as I just did it to our cupboards and noticed we had ants. So, uh, so I'm dealing with that now because, um, again, we moved into the house and it's, you just never know what you're going to come each season. And so this is our first kind of spring going into summer. And clearly we have, we have bugs that we need to take care of. And so, um, you know, those are all, that's why I recommend doing it. Would I have noticed if I wouldn't have like moved stuff around probably, but did I notice how bad it was after I really got in there? Oh yeah. Yeah, I did. So, um, and then we started tracking, where are they coming from? And that's something that, um, if we don't pay attention to stuff can really get out of control. So on that note, we're going to transition into self care. So we're going to talk about self massage. Now, this is not even going to a masseuse, but doing it yourself. Dry brushing is a great way to do that. You can do um, dry brush. You can do a self mas- self massage with your own hands. I love my friend uh, Rachel from Blue Moon Elise. She has this wonderful lavender blend oil that I like to use and um, massage my legs after a shower and my arms and just kind of the body. And that really just helps move the lymph system and it just gets stuff flowing again. And so, you know, not being afraid to like, touch your legs, touch your arms and massage yourself like that. That is an okay thing to do. Like I do belly massages when I know I feel constipated, like I know how to do it. And so this is something I wouldn't recommend unless you maybe learn from a practitioner, um, how to do, but like I do an internal stomach massage, like it's external cause it's out on the outside, but it is internally, uh, massaging those organs. And so those are little things where I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get things moving and this is how I do it. 
And so that is something that I'm not afraid to do. Maybe in the beginning I was like, oh, this is weird touching my stomach, but now I'm like, ah, it makes me feel better. So just don't be afraid to get started with that one. Um, self-care, getting to bed on time, that's self-care. Uh, morning you time or just you time anytime throughout the day. Morning is usually the best time to do it. I'm recording this in the morning, like on a Saturday morning before my husband and son are up. So just whatever you time you need. And then 10 minute medicine. That's what I call my 10 minute medicine is what do you need? Like in the middle of your day at 2 PM, like what, what is, what is something that you need? So for 10 minutes, for five minutes, whatever, meditate, um, pull a card from like your Oracle deck or, um, read a passage in a book. What routine do you have just to sink back into you? Because I find that two or three o'clock we start to get, um, you know, maybe just life, life (laughs) is thrown at us and we get sidetracked from ourselves. And, um, and I don't mean ourselves in a narcissistic way. I mean, ourselves like in a, um, you know, checking back in, let's connect back to our body. Am I really hungry? What are we having for dinner? Like, all of those little things that start to kind of like go into our head. Like, no, what, what do I want? Like, how am I doing? We don't need to think about what we're doing later. Like right now in this moment, do I just need to take a breath? Cause I'm feeling really stressed out. And I didn't even know it. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So those are just a few ways that, um, and a few different ideas of how you can start incorporating Ayurveda into your life. So it really, as you've, as you might've heard and learned, it is about knowing yourself. It's about going within you know, I don't think that it's any coincidence that that's what's in vogue right now. Like, I really don't. We started to become numb to so many different areas in our lives, and all of us are waking up, and we're starting to recognize that we need to slow down, you know, be out in nature, and tune in with all of, you know, all of us, and start to re- reawaken parts of us that um, maybe have been sleeping the last few years. And so that's something that really Ayurveda is um, I would say it's, it's strong suit is tuning in. It's really about knowing yourself. So my weekly challenge to you guys is what one new, just one Ayurvedic habit will you incorporate into your life this week? So just one new habit. And I say one, because we want to make sure that we master one habit before we start to add on another. So in your head, you might be thinking, Oh, I want to incorporate three things that Andrea just talked about. Let's start with one. Once you have that down for like a few weeks to a month, then start to add something else in, you know, so maybe you're almost, you're almost fully there to walking every day. And that's almost an ingrained habit. Great. So let's check in in a week. And then maybe you add in, okay, now I want to start doing those early, later dinners and then go from there. All right. So that's what I have for you guys. Hopefully you guys um, are starting to really understand and love Ayurveda as much as I am. Cause I think it, it's a game changer. It's what, it's what our world needs is what we need. It's, um, something that I think is really going to help transition and transform not only our lives, but our family's lives. Um, and starting to just incorporate some basic habits that have worked for many, many thousands of years. Um, and they're just coming back around. All right. So without further ado, I hope you guys have a wonderful week and go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the peaceful power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.